0: Welcome back, my friends, to the Janice Dean Podcast. Today's guest is truly a wonderful human being. He's smart, successful, thoughtful, and kind. You have probably seen him on the Food Network with his fabulous show, Restaurant Impossible, giving struggling owners a second chance to turn their businesses around. Robert Irvine is not only a world-class chef and entrepreneur, he's also a philanthropist and supports our nation's military. Robert is an acclaimed, best-selling author. His latest book is called Overcoming Impossible, How to Lead, Build a Team, and Catapult Your Business to Success. He's also a good friend of mine, and I'm so grateful he had some time to come into the studio and hang out. Here is the one and only Robert Irvine. Robert Irvine, you made the Dean's List.
1: I did? (laughs) Wow.
0: You did. Yeah. I mean, this podcast is new, the Janice Dean podcast, and I wanted to call it the Dean's List because I do this daily feature for Fox News Radio where I focus on a good news story that goes in between the bad news stories.
1: (laughs) There's a few of them right now. Right.
0: right? But I feel like we're sort of kindred spirits because, first of all, I want to thank you because a couple of years ago I wrote a book called Make Your Own Sunshine, and I just contacted you through social media because we follow each other, and you were so kind because I wanted you to write a little they call it a blurb at the back of the book right, right? Uh, you get somebody to read the book and and endorse it i guess write a little paragraph and i'll never forget how kind you were to do that wow. i'm just a kind man <laughs> <You> <laughs>
1: no, it's, e- it's easy to do something for somebody that does so many good things for other people
0: oh well thank you for that uh okay let's start off with the book Overcoming yes. Impossible. This is not your first book.
1: No, it's my sixth, but it's my first business book. Okay. And the reason I got into the business book is because we had about 2,000 people a week asked to do Restaurant Impossible, and I can only do one. Okay. So I wanted to help mom and pop, but also Fortune 500 companies and families, because it, there's enough information in there, and the pillars of, of success, not only in business, but in life, mm-hmm. are, are the same. Empathetic leadership, parenting, mm-hmm. um, loss of egos.
0: Oh, that's hard.
1: Yeah, it is, especially for chefs. And uh, and trust. And they're the three pillars that I, I talk about in the book a lot because that's what makes successful business. Uh, there's a lot of anecdotal stories in there of, of the restaurants that we fix, but also my failures. Mm. Which is kind of interesting. It's almost a memoir of my failures, and when, when we started, I'm like, "Why am I telling people this?"
0: It's important. It's what builds a foundation.
1: It is absolutely, uh, and there's enough failures in there and lessons that I learned that I hope that that I hope that when people read it, they don't fall into the same pitfalls I did.
0: Mm. So, give me an example.
1: Um, well, listen, I when I started this company, uh, and now we're five thousand employees, eleven companies. When I started the first one, it was all about waking up in the middle of the night and saying, well, look, hey, we to do pizza because everybody <laughs> eats pizza. So I do a 100,000 minimum run of pizza and then realize that Jimmy John's or somebody just taking me off the shelf by paying marketing money. So, uh. I, you know, I made an iced tea, uh, performance iced tea. Amazing went in at a dollar too expensive. End up giving a hundred thousand cases away. You know, uh, not a good start on a business world. Uh, So what I realized was, how about waiting and asking the people what they want?
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Um, The suppliers and and the Walmart's of the world and whatever. And here we are now, with one hundred fifty nine SKUs. Uh, One of the top 14, uh, sorry, top four protein bars in the world.
0: I just tried one, by the way, and I'm not just saying this. They are delicious. we
1: got to send you the new ones, the the coconut chocolate almond ones, the strawberry ones, the lemon, the apple pie. And
0: listen, those things don't taste good for the most part. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give this one a shot because I like him as a person. (laughs) And... I feel like it was made with love. It was very good.
1: Everything I do, Miss <laughs> Dean, comes from love.
0: It's true. The, these Power Bars were delicious, and I tried a few of them. Um, so when did you write the book? Did you write it during the pandemic? How did that work? It took
1: us a year. Okay. So during the pandemic, uh, March the 17th, I was in Pennsylvania. I got food poisoning doing a show. Ah. So I spent two days in hospital Right after that, or or actually it was the 19th of of March, never forget it, I couldn't get a cab home or to the airport because everybody thought I had COVID.
0: Oh, wow. Um,
1: I eventually got TSA. A friend of mine picked me up and took me to the airport. And we went into this three-month world lockdown. Uh, I was getting about three or 4,000 emails a day of help, um, I convinced Courtney White, who was then the president of Food Network, to let me get on buses. Oh wow! Six people on a bus, four buses, a truck, and we did sixty-six episodes of TV during COVID.
0: Oh my! How did you do that?
1: Uh, we stayed in a bubble. We moved people out. It, it was just the weirdest feeling. And, and by the way, my nostrils have had at least four hundred sticks <laughs> in them. Yes. Um, that whole time. It was unbelievable because people were in so much pain didn't know where to go. Yes. And we were giving direction, not only rebuilding the restaurants, but giving the direction of how to pivot.
0: Mm. You know,
1: and people not come in the restaurants, people doing takeouts, uh, curbside pickup, yes. all those kind of things. So it was really interesting for me. Uh, my restaurant in Vegas has closed down. It was still closed the year after COVID. Wow. The one in the Pentagon stayed open because we had to feed the military. Mm hmm. Uh, but it was a really interesting journey.
0: What do you think now? I, you know, I know you probably don't want to get political. I'm not somebody that loves getting political either. But I wrote a book recently, and I interviewed uh, a chef, yep. Chef uh, Gruel, who was out in California. Gruul. Yep,
1: I know him very well. Love
0: him very yep. much. And he was one of the people who was kind of using social media to say, "Wait a minute, you know, I- I've been in this business for a long time." We know how not to hurt people with food, so we kind of know how to deal with something like this to keep people safe, but also feed people and keep businesses running.
1: Well, he's well, Andrew is a good friend of mine. I can tell you that now, but he—I mean, California, right? Yeah. As opposed to why I live in Florida,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: so look, I won't get political. Yes. But I will tell you other, and and it sounds really callous when I say this, but. There's a lot of people passed away through COVID. Yes, because of COVID or because it looked like COVID, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I, I was spent six days in hospital myself with COVID.
0: Yeah,
1: because uh, I couldn't breathe. Uh, very sad. But the economy in Florida didn't tank. It right. stayed. It stayed where it was. Mm-hmm. Our businesses are Florida-based. You know, we have a distillery in Pennsylvania. Our protein bars are in Pennsylvania, but the companies are based in Florida. We actually grew business. Mm. So I don't, look. I don't get political. No, either. you're
0: just telling us examples. I'm just telling you
1: the example of look. Uh, DeSantis kept Florida open. I continued to. I didn't lay anybody off of all our people because I was still making money in Florida.
0: Wow. That's a true
1: story. And that was almost a year and a half.
0: And I think we have to look back on that and we have to use that as an example. If there's another pandemic or something that... Potentially could shut down businesses. So thank you for going there. Um, Tell me about the TV show. How did that all happen? And I mean, how many seasons are you into? My
1: God, we're in 22 seasons.
0: Congratulations. Uh, uh, It's
1: been 13, almost 14 years of Restaurant Impossible. But before that was Dinner Impossible, which is 140 episodes of craziness (laughs) where it was based on a year of my life. Um, and then when Mark Summers got hold of the year of my life, decided to uh, put a spanner in the works, as it were, and try and make it as difficult as possible. No food, no equipment, a timeline. And by the way, if you're ahead of the game, I'm going to throw something in there that makes you like, mess up.
0: Okay, yes. Um,
1: and he did that for 140 episodes. And I can tell you this, Janet, when I left or I finished... I couldn't move. I couldn't breathe. I was just laid on the floor and don't move me. Wow. Uh, I mean, it was that intense. Yeah. Um, From there came Restaurant Impossible, which is, again, in the 22nd season, uh, every Thursday night, 8 p.m. on on Food Network. It is changing the world. Yeah. And And I say the world because it's in 170 countries, a billion viewers every week. And, you know, for that 42 minutes of an episode that takes me 48 hours to film, we do change lives. Yes, you, know? you
0: do. And I see a trajectory of when you started and how oh. you are now. Tell me. I mean, so
1: you, ha- you. So what What did you see in the trajectory? <laughs> tell me, tell me what you saw early on.
0: I just see a person and listen, I know that you all you have a kind giving heart, um, but I, I just see a change maybe emotionally in you. Maybe that's. Because of family or what you've been through, through your life and you see it through different eyes. You tell me.
1: It's funny because you say that. So yes, the first, I would say 10 years of that show, it was not about people. Mm. It was about getting the business back on track. Yeah. It was about tables, chairs, teaching. It was not about the people. And then we had a three year hiatus where I focused on my businesses and started to listen more, and that's part of the book. You know, I talk about empathetic leadership. Yes, I never had that in the first ten years of Restaurant Impossible. Mm. It was get it done. We yeah. don't have the time. Uh huh. And and now it's listening, finding out what was the original version or vision of the restaurant. Why did we get into this position and how are we going to fix it? And that three years of of me building my own business and going through life, right, changed my attitude um, instead of just pulling a china shop
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: to listen. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: that's the softer part of of how I've become is listening before I open my mouth and and figure out a a way to fix it.
0: Yeah. Is there an episode that comes to mind that really sort of encapsulates that
1: yes um, I think there was and, and Ryan you may LJ was a 13 a, a year old young man had a very disease um, he was 320 pound in a wheelchair and i forgot the name of the restaurant Abadanza. Abadanza yes okay. Abadanza was the restaurant I took my daughter she was 16 years old to help me and at the end of it when everybody's supposed to be happy and they give the restaurant back which was beautiful he walked. He he came in in his wheelchair. Uh, He's autistic, also. So so put all that together, and there was a a, um, a service station that I left the door off because I hate doors on service stations because it just put clutter in them. And I asked Tom. I said, "Oh, there's a space on the wall. Find me a picture with the colours of the restaurant that goes on that wall." And Tom put one up just before opening. He walked in. He saw this picture. Jumped. I mean. Launched, propelled himself out of his wheelchair, almost knocked me down. And this picture was something that he painted oh. on a Make-A-Wish Foundation getaway. Well, his mum then came to me as we're giving the restaurant back, crying, oh. and uh, saying, oh, they're going to kick us out of our house. He's going to die. This young kid's going to die. Oh. And I, I called Mark Summers, who was not on the show, and I said, listen... Just don't ask any questions. Give me 10 grand. And the first thing he did was, What's it for? (laughs) I said, No questions. Okay. Uh, I matched the $10,000. We paid the mortgage for the next six months. And um, he did pass away, but is in every show that I have a a live show that travels the country. And there's a clip of him in this that reminds me every day of that was the change of why do we do this? And it's still with me. It's on my show every week. It's right there. Um, and my daughter was 16 years old, and it was the first time I actually broke down on television, uh, because I knew he was going to die. Yeah. And sure enough, two years later, he did die.
0: Mm.
1: But he, he's in my heart. Is in my is in my walls. You know. That's and, and beautiful. I think when you when you see that, and you become part of their family, and they've done, gone on to be successful, by the way. Um, it, that's probably one of the biggest changes. And another one was Caitlin. Um, she had a, a, a restaurant called Rosie's mm-hmm. in uh, California, got hit by a hit-and-run um, driver, left her dead, brain dead. Uh, Food Network, Courtney White again. Um, I called and said, look, we got to do something for this young lady. She's part of our family. Left in a coma in um, this hit-and-run. We went out there, Literally, in a day, took over the whole main street in San Diego, did a street fair, raised $182,000. Oh. My team closed the restaurant. She just started driving a couple of weeks ago, uh, and this was four four years ago. Um, so things like that, they, yeah. they, they make an impact on you. I
0: love it. That That's beautiful. Those are two beautiful examples. Don't go anywhere. We'll have more of the Janice Dean podcast. Right after this, you are a giving person. You have, you know, a, a charitable heart. Tell me about what you do to give back.
1: Well, during COVID, um, all the hospitals in the tri-state area, we give Fit crunch bars. Yes. Uh, for snacks, which are delicious. Um, then we give. I uh, found uh, our um, distillery. Funnily enough, was the very first distillery, not because of me, because our distiller said, oh, you know what? We can make hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. So I signed a piece of paper and we had six 53 foot trucks of alcohol in a residential area. Uh, making making sanitizer for the National Guard, all the hospitals. And if you came to the distillery, we would give you six ounces of hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. We still do it to this day, by oh, the way. Oh, wow. Um, and we were making that for Merck. We still do. Uh, but it's interesting how you adapt and you pivot. Um, our food line, give food to hospitals and, and, uh, and VA hospitals and mm-hmm. all those kind of things, so... Uh, we did that through COVID. then our foundation was giving food and gift cards, $500 gift cards uh, to families uh, to help them buy food because nobody was working. And whatever food was on the shelves, they could buy or at least had the money to buy it. Mm-hmm. So um, we did that. Our foundation, Robert Irvine org, is all about mental and physical health. Mm-hmm. It's about wheelchairs and dogs and, and, and programs that we run um, for first responders, firefighters, police officers, and those that wear the cloth of our nation. So um, it's a big part everything that we do, television, the foods, da-da-da-da, the a portion of all that goes into a foundation to do those things.
0: Yeah. How does your service factor into what you do?
1: Hugely. Yeah. You know, I was in the Navy, British Royal Navy, Royal Marines. For me, when you serve a country, and I'm in the fight right, fight of my life right now, trying to get the Combat Cares Act back, yes, right? Because we've taken the money away from, you know, 18 years of war of people that need it. And uh, it's tough to see somebody that we have promised to take care of for the rest of their life, yeah. and we can't do it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm working with the VA, I'm working with the Senate right now uh, to change that, Um I will win.
0: Yeah, good for you, know, you.
1: John Stewart. Bless him. He's my <laughs> guiding light. Yeah. I go in without without the f bombs, but I, I, I go in with a baseball bat.
0: It's important. It's important for for people that have a platform to use that for good. For you sure. know, and I don't know that enough of us do that.
1: Well, I'm going to give props to Fox because a lot of folks, Brian, yourself, Dave, all these people. Stand there, and they do that. No. They use the platform. That's why it's very important to me uh, to have friends like you that, that go out there every day and, and bring. All right, there's political stuff in there, right? But it's always about how do we help the people that are getting trodden on? Yes, and and they don't have a voice, and and we have a voice. To be able to use that
0: yeah how do you do it without getting political i'm i'm just i, I need to know this stuff well
1: it's interesting <laughs> because look I've, I've worked at the white house for for every presence for president trump for president uh, biden uh, the bushes the obamas the clintons yes you look there's a seal on the wall it's called united states of america and that's what i that's what i work for yeah right I have my own opinions, my wife gets my opinions, she has her opinions, <laughs> and we differ in opinions, by the way, so it's kind of interesting at home. Um, but I never bring that into work. Uh, I just know there's right from wrong. Yes. And we have to take care of the wrongs. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: if it's going right, great, but there's not much growing right. We want to take sure, make sure we can take care of the wrongs, you know. Um, and, and I think we do that really well, but collectively we can do it even better.
0: Yeah. You're an optimistic guy. I am very. Why is that important?
1: I, look, I believe there's nothing impossible, um, but one person can't do it. Mm. And, you know, if, if somebody said to me, oh, you should run for a for governor. And I'm like, if I run for governor, there'll be a few heads that roll. <laughs> you know, be, because I, I believe that there is always a give and take.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and, it, and if you're willing to listen... there's there's always an answer
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, and I told you I didn't listen when I first started the show now I've learned to listen to to your side of the argument to my side of argument and come up with some middle road that says okay well we can't go that far but we can go this far Mm -hmm. let's meet in the middle let's fix it yeah and I think that optimism and and again nothing's impossible
0: right can we get there again I feel we're still divided
1: I think the country's been divided for, you know, six years. Yeah. And I think we can with the right leadership. Mm. You know, somebody cares about the country, somebody that is that is empathetic, mm-hmm. but somebody that also stands up um, for, you know, what we stand up for. Mm-hmm. There's one thing I will tell you that I believe that Trump did, and that's give military money. You know, we had planes that couldn't fly. We have, you know, now we have a military. But China's a bigger military than we are, right? Yes. So how do we get back to to being the policeman of the world without getting into an 18-year war? Mm-hmm. Um, and diplomacy is there. But look, you've got Russia and Ukraine. I'll be in Poland in a couple of weeks, visiting seven bases. Wow. I'll be in Ukraine right after that, in Germany, and then Jordan. Yeah. So, So for me, it's making sure that the men and women that wear a cloth of our nation, and it's, it's so interesting because we'll have a 19-year-old young Air Force man or woman have a $180 million drone and a joystick. Yes. They can't drink beer. They're making $36,000 a year, but it's a $180 million drone they're flying. What yeah. Fortune 500 company would ever do that,
0: right? <laughs> That's true. So we got
1: We got to start taking care of those um, those military folks with food with housing with consumer pay cons- this consumer pay the same as they would get outside for that kind of job healthcare and really and really focus on th- there's only 500,000 people we can pick from mhm and, and there's Disney, there's Marriott, there's, you know, all these other companies that are going after the same people offering different benefits. And mm. I know people join, don't join the military for money. They joined it for love of country. But we still got to pay them. Yes. One in four of active duty men and women are food insecure. Mm. How can that be? Yeah. So so there's lots of those fights and uh, um, that we like to bring. I like a good fight.
0: <laughs> good for you. And we'll be back with more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. Can you teach someone to be empathetic?
1: That's tough. Yeah. I, I think you 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 have to give them, uh, like I do on Restaurant and puzzle or teaching the book, I give them the foundations of what to look for in business. And then I give them a roadmap of saying, look, here's, here's 27,000 places that fail because they weren't empathetic, they didn't listen, they didn't lead, they didn't set the expectations mm-hmm. and hold counter people. Uh, hold count, hold people accountable. Yes. And the problem with that is we micromanage people hmm. instead of saying, hey, Robert, here's this. this is how I want you to do it. go away and do it. And if you make it uh, you know if you mess it up, I'll show you again. But we don't have the patience for that because we're an instant gratification society. Mm. And it was never like that. I had a guy, Michel Roux, that used to throw tea at me every day for four years. <laughs> I don't know if it was just a French thing to do, but he did. And here I am now, right? <laughs> I don't throw things at people because you can't do that. Yes. But 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 I think the old way of doing something was very different. Mm-hmm. And we have to have more patience. Um and these menial tasks now, I mean, menial meaning cooking. I'm a cook. Yeah. I was paid, I don't know, six bucks an hour. Now it's $27 an hour. Yeah. And I have no problem with that. But then you have to deliver something to me for $27. Yes. And not just sit back and take a smoke break. And I think the work ethic of the young, and, I, and I'm kind of painting a broad picture here. But the work ethic has changed. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you have to go into an office. I'm not saying you – look, but you still have to deliver the same amount of work that you would if you walked into an mm-hmm. office. And I think that's changed dramatically.
0: What's your idea of a perfect meal?
1: Oh, that's easy. <laughs> um, sitting around a table and, – and I'm going to reverse the, the, the question on you. Okay. Sitting around a table with people I like. Yeah. Because I can go to a five-star or three-star Michelin restaurant with people that I'm just sitting there having the worst awkward oh, conversation.
0: I love this answer. And the
1: food, and the food is, is is really crappy yes. because not that the food's crappy, but the people are crappy and it's not good for me. Yeah. I can go to a hole in the wall on 100th Street and get a bowl of guacamole made tableside with three of my best friends. have a couple of shots of tequila and, and, and guacamole and have the best time ever. <sighs> so – <laughs> for me, it's about the people mm-hmm. that I go with. I, I cook very rarely now because, you know, we have so many people and, and chefs. I cook on television for, for TV shows and I cook for the military. Mm-hmm. Any base mm-hmm. I go to, I'm the guy that cooks. So, you know, that's kind of my excitement of doing something. When I cook, and you said something when we opened the show I'm giving you hope. I'm giving you a piece of me mm. that says I care. Yes. And whether it be a hot dog, a hamburger, chicken, you know, we were in San Diego Naval Medical Center feeding 5,000 people a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and a guy with no legs, a double amputee, comes up and he says, Robert, you know, I really appreciate this chicken and hot dog. And I'm like, really? Come on, dude. You lost your legs for me. Oh. You know, gosh. it's it's humbling and that's what our foundation does you know it gives it gives wheelchairs uh, that make you stand up that go up and down stairs and over rough terrain on its on their own so that you people don't bend down because there's nothing worse than bending down to somebody in a wheelchair and making them feel bad yeah so i think i think all those things kind of give us who we are and the book is all about that the book is about you know failure about about pitfalls about lessons, Mm -hmm. not only in in business, but in life.
0: Yeah. What's next for Robert Irvine?
1: Wow, big question. Uh, Lots of travel this year. Um, Our food company is doing well. Uh, Fit Crunch is amazing. Our liquor, um, we have a liquor uh, distillery in Pennsylvania, Lansdale. Uh, We took Irvine's nationwide in November. Um, and we keep we keep growing. We took technology, uh, a new, the newest technology for food service and for retail, that I partnered um, with a Floridian company. So there's lots of things happening right now. TV will come back in some way, shape or form. Um, just don't know what that is yet. Uh, more Restaurant puzzles hopefully more more HGTV shows. Um, I wanna do a movie. I wanna do oh. a, I wanna do an action movie. Okay. You don't even need to pay me. <laughs> I just I just wanna say I've done a movie.
0: <laughs> so it doesn't have to be something you've written, you just wanna no, be oh. I just wanna
1: be like Superman or or you know, not Batman but
0: Superman. I'm trying to think. Brian Kilmead knows a lot of people. I'll put in a good word with him.
1: (laughs) I want to be a Superman or
0: something. (laughs) You are a Superman. Because, you know, you say one person can't change the world, but I don't believe that because I believe you are changing things on your own.
1: Well, I I appreciate that. But there's a lot of people behind me. I know one of the things I write in the book is about uh, A's and B's, right? So you're an A personality. I'm an A personality. Um, we're very comfortable in our own skin. But those that are A's, they hire B's because they don't want to be told. They always want to be right. Mm. And, and they're the failure because I hire double A's because <laughs> yeah. I want them to be better than me. I wow. want them to lead me. I yeah. know we're successful because of ideas and, and, and listening. And mm-hmm. I think that's a big part of, of success is it's OK to have failures, just don't fail at the same thing twice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can have a million failures because I've had a million failures. But I've never failed at the same thing twice.
0: Hmm. Where can people find out about all of these amazing things? The book and the TV and
1: the foundation? Well, uh, the foundation is uh, Um I'm on social media at Robert Irvine or on uh Sh- at Shepherd Vine on the other one. What is the other one? I don't even know what is
0: Twitter and Instagram, Twitter. but you do answer your Twitter.
1: I do my Twitter myself yeah. and you'll know I do that. I know. because Well, why? Because it's 140 <laughs> characters with no punctuation. <laughs> I'm the world's worst. You know, my mother was always bad at me when I joined the military. She says, Oh, you're going to take the English or mouth test. Well, I got five, five, five being the lowest, one being the highest Uh, on both. uh, And I'm still the same. But there we are.
0: What would you tell kids that want to get into the military? My my son's 14 and he's already talking about that, that he wants to do that. I would
1: say it is the best option uh, at the moment for – I was an unruly kid, I suppose. I used to go to school, but I would double back and drink beer at 15 years old (laughs) in my house. Join the military early. Uh, and I love the discipline. I love the education. Yes. I love the camaraderie. Uh, and it set me up for where I am today. Yeah. You know, I did almost 20 years in the military um, and then came out and continued the same process of learning and teaching the way we run our companies exactly the way that we run our army. Wow. You know, so, so anybody that's thinking about it, I will say this. Planet Fitness um, has a program between March, I think it's March and August, where any any child child from from fourteen to nineteen, I think it is, can use the gym for free. They can sign up mm-hmm. and get physically fit. Um, the army also has a a program, uh, and I, I can't remember the name of it, but to start you getting ready for your exams before while you're fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. So there's so many things that you can do air force the same thing um but physical fitness and and uh getting in shape but also mentally in, and uh getting ready for those exams that you take because that's when you take those exams it pretty much dictates where you're going to go in a branch that you want you know are you going to become a seal team straight away no yes you got to go somewhere else and you got to do this and then you can apply for those things but i think there's so many programs that we're never there when I joined. So, lots, lots out there. Google it, and you can find these these uh, uh, pre pre kind of tests and, and places to go.
0: Okay, good. Overcoming the just overcoming impossible is the name of the book, and I can attest that Robert does overcome pop the impossible, and he's doing it very kindly. Sometimes. <laughs> oh come on. Well, some, I mean sometimes sometimes you have to
1: um just like the military sometimes you have to break bad habits
0: mm, okay to be
1: able to fix them so i take the the owners of restaurants not only mom and pop but fortune 500 companies that are fuel companies that are that are retail companies and i break down their systems and then build them back up again mm-hmm. so so it's interesting um, I don't make apologies for being intense. Okay. People say, "Oh, you're not mean." No, I'm intense. Yeah, because that forty-eight hours to fix your problems. Yeah. Um, but then, if you ask, you know, off street cafe in Sarita's California, I did eight years ago. That was one point one million dollars in debt. Now does three point four million dollars a year.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm like the golden child, <laughs> right? Um, so, so those that listen. And we are 93% successful Mm. in the last three years that we've done after COVID. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a pretty good uh, number, I think.
0: Listening. That's really important. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy listening to you today.
1: Well, thank you.
0: So thank you. And I hope to see you again. And I can't wait... To uh, get a shipment of those power bars,
1: and and do the weather. We're going to do the weather. Oh, that's right. Oh no, we'll do that.
0: Uh, We were just talking about the green screen, which is one of the hardest things to learn when you get into meteorology. Like, okay, the math is hard, the thermodynamics part, but getting in front of a green screen and going, okay, this. I used to write east and west on my hands because you know to point over here. It's like okay, that those that's the northeast. Yeah, there's little tricks I can show you.
1: Well, I can show you about math because I'm I'm pretty good at math now. Okay, good. But I only do dollar bills now. I don't do I don't do <laughs> <equations>.
0: <laughs> There's a purpose for the math. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you for joining me today, my friend. It's awesome. Thanks for having me. You got it. Thank you, Robert Irvine, for your serving heart, your incredible philanthropy, and your kindness. His book is called Overcoming Impossible, How to Lead, Build a Team, and Catapult Your Business to Success. You can catch his show, Restaurant Impossible, on the Food Network. And his power bars really are that good. My favorite one, my favorite flavor, is the peanut butter jelly. And this is not a paid endorsement. It is the truth. Love you, Robert. Talk to you soon. Thank you to all of my listeners. If you have someone you think should make the Dean's List, let me know at Dean on Twitter or FNC on Instagram. Or you can rate this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or at foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. And don't forget to spread the sunshine.